listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Loveridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. Hello. How's it going? We're super excited to have you here for another week of our podcast. We're winding down our year. I think we're going to get pretty, maybe two more episodes in before the end of the year. So we're excited that you're here. We're excited if you stuck with us through the whole year. This has been a good experience and we hope it's been helpful for you too. Uh, Today we're going to talk about our upcoming lessons on Mm -hmm. the 20th and the 21st. We have, I think it's, it might be our final lesson. Yeah, could be. Uh, for the kids, if we need to, we have opportunity in May to pick up another topic mm-hmm. too, but um, I think this will be our last one for the year. And so in sixth grade, we are talking about coping, coping mm-hmm. skills. And in seventh grade, our lesson is on the decisions regarding self-worth. Yeah. And so Mr. LD, tell us what you're teaching the kids this month. Yeah, definitely. And just a reminder, all the sixth grade, well, most of the sixth grade lessons this year have been on aspects of resilience and mm-hmm. building that with our students, you know, how they can deal with the tough things that life throws at us sometimes. And, and coping, I love, is, is so foundational to that. And, and as counselors, that's very much in our wheelhouse. For we're sure, we're yeah. often talking about that with students. But in my lesson, I kind of start just talking about what are some common stresses that sixth graders have in their lives? And, and the classes kind of make up a list, you know, and, and obviously the range of things, family stuff, friends stuff, um, school is always a big <laughs> one. Getting up in the morning for our early starts, a big one. Huge. Um, but, but obviously there's a, there's a range of stressors that we all deal with, but a lot of commonalities between those. And, and, and some of the common themes are um, the relationships we have, the work we have, which in this case for them is is school, obviously. Um, and, and so we kind of talk about those stresses and, and I have students kind of share their personal ones, you know, is it not nothing super in depth, but just kind of what stresses they're dealing with. And then we talk about, I kind of bring the analogy, is there positive stress in our lives? And, and that's always, you know, a little insightful for students because at first many of them are like no stress is bad yeah yeah they don't realize there's a good yeah yeah but but i help them envision you know that stress is a positive thing in many cases if we had no stress in our life that would be a negative and and some students we wish as educators were a little more stressed about their (laughs) grades and things because they really don't seem to care or maybe they're just overwhelmed with other aspects of their life obviously but they they could use a little bit more stress and and concern about their grades for example but kind of like a a guitar or any kind of stringed instrument i love that analogy that if there is no stress or tension or tightness there it wouldn't play if you have too much give you know, you do, you you it's don't have of, a guitar that works, yeah. but if it's too tight, obviously the strings could snap or, or mm-hmm. you're off key or it just doesn't work. So you need that right balance of stress in your life, um, which is tricky. And, and, and for any age, right, we as adults struggle with this. Oh, yeah. and, and, and there is always interplay. And we some of us, there's stressful days and days where we're in the zone. And then there's days where we're just kind of zone out and don't engage, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I have days like that where not enough stress, I guess you could say. Not many of those days, let's be honest. But Days but they, where you can't even. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but we kind of talk about that. And I also love, there was a book I read 
years ago called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, which <laughs> is kind of a cool analogy, but how like you imagine the zebra running out on, you know, the savanna in Africa and it gets chased by a, a lion, like a pride of lions is after it. How scary would that be, right? You could just imagine that and, and your heart almost gets racing, imagining being chased and hunted by these, these apex predators. But then if they get away, they go back within a few minutes to grazing grass hmm. as if nothing happened. We're humans, you know, afterwards often we, we have, you know, not even anything that traumatic, but something stressful in our life. And then afterwards, we love to obsess over it. We talk to our friends. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that she looked at me this way? Can you believe? And, and we just replay these stressful things in our mind that creates, you know, this kind of feedback loop that creates more stress and more, you know, negative thinking in our mind where we can learn a lot from nature where, you know, uh, most animals don't get stuck in that mm-hmm. that feedback loop. They just let things go. Yes, when I need my adrenaline, it's there, and I could get away if needed or, or perform as needed. But when that urgent situation's over, let it go. Cool. And 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 I and I love that analogy. Um, so I, I ask students kind of ways they deal with stress in, in positive and negative, and, and it's good to make a list with that. So we, we make a list. And, and I ask them first, what are some negative ways people deal with stress or students deal with stress? And then you hear everything up there, right? You know, I mean, kids that just are on the screens too much. Drugs is a topic that mm-hmm. comes up. We could then people turn to drugs or alcohol to deal with stress. Um, self-harm could be one. Um, just being, just tuning out anger, kind of turning on their friends or family. Um, and we talk about why these can be negative or harmful and why it's best to avoid those type of things. And we talk about positive ways to deal with stress. And, and one of the things that we often talk about with counselors and Tanya did an awesome job putting together a cool poster recently that we're going to have up throughout our building. Um, we, it's a cool little acronym that we, we say, take a selfie, right? You know, selfie is such a, uh, thing that we all are aware of, but it, it, it to break it down, things that we all need in our lives, you know, I, I'd say daily. And so selfie, S, the first one, sleep. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. And we know many of our students don't do that for yes, one reason or another. that's so true. Um, and, and, and think of us often as sleep-deprived parents, right? I know I don't deal as well with stress when it, when I, when I'm not getting the sleep that I need, and that's relative to all of us how much sleep we need. But for this age group, you know, we're we're hoping for seven to nine, ten hours is yes. the ideal. And and just speaking with kids, we know many students are not getting that, and and so helping our students see that as a priority, and and the first E is exercise. And that, that's another one that as a, as a busy adults, it's sometimes hard to find that in our lives. But fortunately, at this age, often students get that in their school. A lot of students are involved in sports and things outside of school. So there's quite a range. It's kind of like an inverse bell curve, I'd say, with yeah. our students. We have some students that get tons of exercise and many students that get hardly any. You yes. know, they drag their feet at PE when they do have to do some. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the time, they're, they're not super engaged. Um, but but helping them see the benefits of that and the L light just getting outside being being outdoors um, being out in nature getting that vitamin D and me personally that, that I talk about how powerful just being connected to nature and and being out in the sun unless it's too hot or too cold but <laughs> on a normal nice day just being outside um, is so helpful F fun make sure you're having fun in your day 
and and to, I'm clear with them. That doesn't mean all we do is fun, right? But make sure there's time in your day where you're doing things you enjoy that aren't harmful to yourself. Involvement is the I, and in, in that we're talking about get involved, get involved in clubs at school, but but really the big involvement is get involved in real life with, with relationships, your family, your friends, do things with people in person, and, and especially in today's world where so much is moving to the digital space, but get involved connect with each other give yourself real experiences yeah and yeah memories. exactly some students when we and, and i'm sure tanya this is your experience too but i check in and see what they do with their family they just watch tv maybe a show with their family and then they go in the room and are on their phone or their video mm-hmm. game the rest of the night oh yeah and i say does that make you happy and they say well i like it you know <laughs> but but at the same time they're struggling with sadness or kind of feeling mm-hmm. alone and so getting involved in person, whether that's with their family or, you know, with friends in real life is so critical. Yeah. Yeah. And the last E, eat healthy, right? I mean, that's a big foundation. Um, make sure you're eating enough, not too much, and, and getting a well-balanced diet. And obviously at school that we have food available for students with fruits and vegetables. Those aren't always, you know, if you look at the most commonly thrown away food, it's the vegetables at our school, you know, so we we try to teach our kids that. And then the last thing I kind of do with the coping is is I do just a quick little meditation kind of where I walk students through. Um, I do a hand on the heart one where that we envision someone that they care about in their lives that cares about them. And kind of just hold that image in their brain. Often it's a family member, sometimes a friend, or even an animal. But the, someone that cares about them, you just hold the picture in their brain where they're kind of thinking of how they have a worried look on their face where they're concerned about them, but the biggest feeling they're getting is care and love. And we kind of sit and hold that. And and the cool thing about that is it, it kind of counterbalances the adrenaline that stress, stress can bring with some oxytocin which is a hormone, they call it the cuddle hormone, you know, mm-hmm. when you get a big hug or cuddle from someone you care about and feel safe with, that you it brings that out and helps us just pause and relax. And you could actually do that for yourself. And I just help them kind of see the power that our brains can have with that body, you know, the synchronicity there. So a lot of cool stuff I kind of jump yeah, into. Yeah, some great techniques that we're teaching our sixth graders and hopefully they're remembering from year to year because I know they've got a lot of these things you know, earlier in mm-hmm. elementary school and, and we just want to keep revisiting. I know we talk about a few of them again in seventh grade and just hopefully some of it sinks in and, and they're using some of these tools as we learn about good social emotional health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just being able to check in with yourself, that insight is so important. Yeah, for sure. And that totally goes into, I, I, and I, and I just love the order we have things. Sixth grade, we do these resilience ones. Then seventh grade, we go in and, and, Tanya and and I get to do these next year, these awesome lessons kind of talking about relationships. And and the thing I love about the seventh grade lessons is that they're really talking about the the power of choice. Mm -hmm. Like each one of these things that we talk about throughout the year, we really try to ingrain in the kids that, that they have the power within themselves to choose their destination that they have in life. You know, there's so many things in life that are out of control. Sure. And that just happened to us, and and we don't have control over those things. But these six things, you know, school, family, relationships, um, how you feel about yourself, like those are real 
you have a choice about mm-hmm. how, which way to go. And so it's usually, you know, you embrace school, you love school, you, you participate in school or you don't, you know, you have mm-hmm. that choice. You, you support your family, uplift your family, serve your family, or you don't, and you have this choice. So with self-worth this month, which is what we're talking about, um, it really is about like choosing to value yourself, mm-hmm. choosing to, to feel that you have worth within yourself. And so we talk about the benefits of knowing your worth. What what is that? Um, and we talk about how it helps you to understand peer pressure. Like you can you can withstand a lot of the the winds mm-hmm. that your friends are kind of blowing around you to, to do to certain things if you know who you are and you know what you stand for and you can stand firm in that and who you are. Um, it also allows you to take risks because you can go out and you can try new things and you can challenge yourself knowing that you. That, that failure is not going yeah. to be the end of you. That sure. failure is going to help you to continue to grow. And that comes back to the resiliency part of it again, is that you know you, you can go take these risks and know that it's not you that's failing, but you're having a failing moment where you are experiencing something, a mistake, but you can go back and you can do something to correct or change that. Mm-hmm. And then it just helps you, I think, uh, with resilience overall because you uh, – know that the things that happen to you are not you, mm-hmm. but they're your experience, but you are separate from that and you are of value no matter what happens to you. Yeah. You know, the worst possible things can happen to us and it doesn't affect our value. And you've probably seen the object lesson that we do sometimes where you have a $20 bill and you, mm-hmm. it's, it's crisp and clean and you ask the kids how much, mm-hmm. who wants this? You know, and everybody raises their hand and then you crumple it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who wants this? Everyone mm-hmm. still wants it. Stomp on it, you know, mm-hmm. throw it on the floor, throw it in the dirt, kick it. You know, I've even ripped them in half before. <laughs> like I've just like ripped it in half and everybody's like gasping. What did you do? I'm like, who still wants this? You know, it's mm-hmm. still, it's still worth the $20 no that. matter what happens to it. And that's how we are. We mm-hmm. can get through anything if we have a really strong sense of self-worth and we love ourselves. Right. So then we go into the um, foundations of good self-worth and we talk about the foundation stones of character and the foundation stones of competence. So if you think about those two things, it's really like, who, who are you? Mm-hmm foundation stones of character is who, who, what kind of person do you want to be? Who are you? And, um, the foundation stones of competence are, what are you good at? What are the things that you're good at? What do you like to do? You know, what do you value in yourself as far as your interests and talents and skills? And so we talk about those things in a little bit more depth and we talk about the foundation stones of faith. Uh, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a religious faith, but having faith in something bigger than you are having faith in, uh, people's goodwill, having faith in uh, the fact that things are going to work out sure. and that it, it'll be okay in the end. You know, if it's yeah. not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're, we're, we're going to be able to talk to them about ways of not feeling alone. Mm-hmm. Because I think if we, if we lack that faith a little bit, then, then the weight of the world falls on our shoulders and we think we have to get through it all by ourselves. But, but faith allows us to join a community of people yeah. who we we have faith that they're going to help us. We have faith that we're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Yeah, just that common good. I, yeah. I think that's such an important thing. And, and, and like you said, often non-religious people, you know, which that can include many of us, mm-hmm. it, it, that's that word can be a turnoff, but it, there doesn't need to be. It, there's such power in that, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, that, like you said, that, that common that hope for the future and brighter days to come yes. and that co- community that can be built around whatever higher 
reason or cause. Yeah, I, yeah. I so much that. of the depression and stuff that we see in kids and the sadness is that, you know, they hear the news and they hear the environmental challenges mm-hmm. and they hear all these things and they're just like hopeless. What are mm-hmm. we going to do? You know, and I think just that small concept of faith can open them up to like, well, we can make a difference. You yeah. can, we can make change. Things are not going, to, it's not the end, you know, things are, are going to get better. And so we talk about that. And I think that can really help people to understand like who they are. What is, what, what do I believe? Yeah, what do I think? Totally. And, and what do I choose to think? Yeah. What do I choose to believe in? So that's a good thing. Um, we also talk about service and how sometimes the best thing you can do to help yourself feel better is to go out and look for other people who maybe you could lift up. And we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, helping kids find friends and, and just doing small things to, for, with family members and, and in the community that they can do to help uh, establish that who they, they are, they want to be, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be someone who serves and who uplifts and who helps. And then lastly, we talk about integrity um, and integrity just being true, you know, be true to who you are, mm-hmm. be true to your values, be true to the things you believe. You have to know what those are before you can be true to them. <laughs> and so it does require a little bit of self-exploration on kids' parts, but that's what this age is all about. You know, they're all exploring, they're all trying to find their identities, they're all trying to figure out where they, how they fit in the bigger scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully, you know, by the time they get out of seventh into eighth, ninth grade, they're starting to have a pretty good clear picture of, of the kind of person they want to be and, and what they stand for. And then it allows them to be a little bit more true to themselves. And so we talk about all of those possibilities and what that might mean for them in their future. And then on the competence side, we talk about physical health, you know, just being healthy. Jared talked about sleep, you know, just taking care of your physical body allows you to be so much more energetic and allows you to have opportunities that you maybe wouldn't have. And so we talk about that. How do you take care of yourself so that you can you can be uh, be worthy of doing these various things, right? And then we talk about accomplishments, talents, and skills. And so everyone, you know, we talked about doing those experiences that that help you cope with things. Um, and I think this ties into that because we value we value ourselves based on the contribution and the abilities that we think we have, right? If I'm if I'm good at math and mm-hmm. I go to math class and I get recognized for that and I know that that's something that I'm good at, you know, I get some recognition for that and I start to think of myself, I'm just good at math. Mm-hmm. Or it, and it can be anything. It can be reading. It can be soccer. It can be football. It can be swimming. It can be, you know, anything. Uh, artistic abilities, whatever it is, but we start to ingrain those in, our, in ourselves and that then helps us to feel competent in those areas and helps us to take risks and we can start to build on those things as far as maybe careers or um, the different uh, things we teach our kids as we get older and things. Yeah. We, we start to, it starts to become who we are. Um, we, uh, one of the things we talk about in this lesson is a survey. Uh, so the book, Six Most Dis- Important Decisions That You'll Ever Make, uh, by Sean Covey, he uh, talks about a survey that was done where they asked the kids, what would you change about yourself? If you could change anything mm-hmm. at all, what would you change? And, you know, the things included like being honest or, you know, being smarter or sure. all those kinds of things. And the number one response was better looking, mm-hmm. to be better looking, right? And so we talk about in this lesson the social mirror versus your true mirror mm-hmm. and what you're actually truly seeing in, in a mirror, right? Or if you're basing the social mirrors, if you're basing your val- your opinion of yourself, your yourself uh you know, the, the self that you vision, envision in your mind, basing that on what you think other people think or what you think other people see in you, or if you're actually seeing 
the real deal mm -hmm. and what you really are. And we try to teach the kids some ways to like differentiate that the, that those things are two different things and that your inner worth and your inner abilities and how you see yourself can be completely different, completely opposite from the way the world, you think sure. the world sees you, you know, you, you can't really ever know how the world sees you, but, yeah. but you think, you know, how the world <laughs> sees you and that can color everything that yeah. you do. And so we try to talk to kids about, you know, doing, trying to get into the courage zone where they're, where they're willing to take risks and, and make a bet on themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, <laughs> they may not think I can do it, but I think I can do it. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. So there's a lot of really great concepts in this lesson. Um, and then, of course, we end the lesson because so much of self-worth is wrapped up in poor mental health and mm -hmm. even suicidal thoughts and, and self-harm and some of those things. We talk about mental health at the end of the lesson because we do have kids at the school who just really completely feel worthless. Yeah. And and so we want them to know that there are supports out there, that we're here to help them, that there are, there are numbers they can call, you know, the the 1-800 National Suicide Hotline mm -hmm. and... Uh, safe UT yeah, is a great safe app. UT app. We, we show them all of these resources so that they know that they have places to turn if, if it's something that they are really, really struggling with. But we hope that because you as parents love your kids so much and you are, you know, so good about letting us love them while they're here at mm -hmm. school, mm -hmm. that we can kind of tag team them and help them understand that they are worthy you know, no matter what, this awkward age of middle school is hard. You know, it's hard when you're looking around at other people and you're you're seeing all of the beautiful people on social media mm -hmm. and you're thinking everyone does no everything questions. better than you and, and you're this little person who's trying to just make sense of it all. Um, it, it is difficult to sometimes feel like you have value or worth. But, you know, if you're telling them and we're telling them and, and they're hopefully learning to tell themselves, I think that that will really help a lot of kids who might be struggling in those areas. Yeah, and just seeing them themselves. I mean, I love the, I mean, I don't love the idea, but the whole comparison that when we were growing up, you know, we'd compare ourselves to the 300 kids in school or whatever. Right. Now, with social media and influencers and all that kind of stuff, these kids have a, a, a tough way with that. You yeah, know, it's, it's, you're comparing yourself against the most beautiful or attractive people in the world. And, and it is a hard thing. So definitely, like you said, we just need to work together and, and helping these kids see the beauty and, and not the physical beauty, but the inner beauty and the goodness, the stuff that really matters and how wonderful and amazing they are. And, and, and hopefully they, if they don't already see it now, then start seeing that kind of help that spark grow just the love and kindness toward themselves. I, I think it's a powerful lesson. I think that's something, honestly, in the 10 years we've been a counselor, I've seen become more and more a problem is just that feeling of negativity towards themselves yeah, as, as yeah, a yeah. increasing issue. Definitely. Yeah. So it's something we love to address. It's something we love to help kids with. And so we hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, click on our uh website leverage counseling.leverage.net and you can leave us feedback there if you want to you can leave us ideas um maybe for our last two podcasts yeah crazy <laughs> end of the year and we, it always goes so fast it's it is insane. so fast it's so fast and we get we love your kids like we said a million times but we we love working with them we love seeing them every day and we love teaching them the things that they need to know so um we're here for you if you have questions reach out come see us we, we would love to meet with you as parents Definitely. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.